and make your sin. We ain't exceeded at singing our very best. There's a wee bit fewer of us, so you'll have to sing all the better and all the more. And I trust that we'll enjoy this time together. Bethlehem hasten now with glad accord. <clears throat> sometimes a wee bit of confusion when we come to the chorus because men folk as we always have to do we remain silent in the first O come in us adore him and in the second it's all only the ladies and then the men folk join in the third one we're going to change it this time so what we're going to do is we're going to ask everybody that's over here to sing the first O come let us adore him and then everybody over here sing the second one you get this film out you listen, don't you mess it up? And then we'll all sing, Oh, come, let us adore him, right? So, got your instructions, hopefully, you know where we're going with that, and we'll sing verse 2. Thank you.
darkness sleeping, whom angels greet with anthems sweet, while shepherds watch our keeping. <coughs> stall at his feet the shepherd's foot. <clears throat> Bethlehem, I still we see thee lie above thy deep and dreamless sleep, the silent stars go by. We'll stand to our feet together and sing this lovely hymn, singing it to God's praise, please. <clears throat> mm -hmm. 
take our seats and we'll get the note and we'll sing that last verse unaccompanied. And while we're singing that verse, maybe our brother John McCauley, one of our elders, will come to the pulpit and lead us to the throne of grace in prayer, please. <clears throat> Father, we come before thee humbly and reverently tonight. We want to thank thee for this privilege of grain to be under the sound of thy word. We just thank thee for the gospel. And we just thank thee that it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. Nor we just thank thee again for the health and strength they've given us. We're able to be out in thy house this day. And Lord, as we come before thee tonight, we just come before thee and we pray for the service tonight for all that are take place. Lord, we pray for the choirs of the sing and for others who take part and for the reading of thy precious word and especially for Mr. Park as he brings the gospel message tonight. Lord, we thank you that you have been merciful to many and brought them to even to the end of another year. Those that have been unsaved, that you have been merciful to them, they're still here with us. And Lord, we pray that even tonight, whether they're in this service tonight or whether they're listening in, we just pray, Lord, even at the end of this year, Lord, that not even enter another year before they come and make that calling election sure. Come and trust Jesus, Saviour, know that all is well with their souls. Lord, we just thank you for the Lord Jesus Christ. We just thank you for even this time of the year, whenever we think about your birth, coming into this world, coming humbly there just to the, the manger there in Bethlehem and walking through this life and your time, Lord, of ministry here and going to the cross. Lord, we just thank you. You came with one purpose in view, to go to Calvary and there to die in our room instead. And Lord, we just thank you for all you've done for us. We just thank you for saving us, for those of us who are saved. We just thank you for the day you saved us and for keeping us and leading us on with thee. And again, we just pray for the unsaved tonight as the gospel is faithfully proclaimed. We just pray, Lord, that even tonight, not only here, but right throughout our promise tonight, we just thank you for many other places that will be gathering just as we are tonight. We just pray, Lord, that you'll bless the preaching of thy word tonight. And Lord, we just pray, Lord, that you'll continue with us and bless us. And we just pray, Lord, that even at the end of this service, Lord, we'll have cause to rejoice, even over sinners coming to the Savior. You simply pray in our Savior's name. Amen. Amen. John for leading us to the throne of grace in prayer as on previous Sabbath evenings we'll have members of our congregation taking part and we're just going to ask now the Hebron choir the Hebron youth choir if they will come and minister to us in song and then after <coughs> the singing of the choir Keziah Owens will come and read to us the word of God.
Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14. Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. And chapter 9, verse 6 and 7. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace there shall be no end. Upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. And 11 verses 1 and 2. And there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse and a branch shall grow out of its roots. And the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. Amen. Thank you to the Youth Choir and to Keziah for ministering in song and for reading God's Word. It's been a joy for us in this congregation to have with us over the last number of months our friends from the land of Ukraine. They have been an encouragement to us, as I trust we have been an encouragement to them. They have ministered to us in song previously here in the congregation. Tonight they're going to sing, but they wanted just some explanation of what it was they were going to sing to us. As in every land, there are different traditions and different things are done in different ways at different times of the year. But Christmas is a special time for the people in Ukraine, and many of the Ukrainians will be familiar with the song that our brethren and sisters are going to sing to us tonight. They go from house to house, of the unbelievers and they sing Christmas songs and tell the people concerning the birth of Christ. And that is one of the songs that they want to sing to us uh, tonight. And it reads in English, as you know, my Russian, my English is poor, let alone any other language. So I would have little, uh, I would have real difficulty trying to understand it in any other language. Verse one is, oh, there is good news in Bethlehem rejoice. O rejoice, earth, the Son of God is born. Now the Virgin Mary gave birth to a son, rejoice. O rejoice, earth, the Son of God is born. And the Father's words with clothed in flesh, rejoice. O rejoice, earth, the Son of God is born. Angels sing to their Lord, rejoice. O rejoice, earth, the Son of God is born. Glory and honor are given to the newborn, rejoice, O oh, rejoice, earth, the Son of God is born. Let us glorify the born Christ, rejoice, O oh, rejoice, earth, the Son of God is born. Praise God, the one who was born in Bethlehem is the Son of God and the Son of Man. The Ukrainian choir.
Дива Мария, народила сина, радуйся, ой, радуйся, земле Божий Син, народився, і Отецьке Слово зодяглося в тіло, радуйся, ой, радуйся, земле Божий Син, народився, ангели співають Господу своєму, радуйся, ой, радуйся, земле Божий Син, народився, славу честь складають, новорожено. is going to come and read to us the word of God in the portion of scriptures Isaiah 53 verses 1 to 5 and she will read in Russian Кто поверил слышанному от нас и кому открылась мышца Господня ибо он взошел перед ним как отпрыск и как росток из сухой земли нет в нем ни вида, ни величия, и мы видели его, и не было в нем вида, который привлекал бы нас к нему. Он был презрен и умолен перед людьми, муж скорбей, изведавший болезни, и мы отвращали от него лицо свое. Он был презираем, и мы ни во что ставили его. Но он взял на себя наши немощи и понес наши болезни, а мы думали, что он был поражаем, наказуем и уничижен Богом. Но он изъязлен был за грехи наши и мучим за беззаконие наши. Наказание мира нашего было на нем, и ранами его мы исцелились. Difficulties, and we trust the Lord will continue to bless them as they continue to be amongst us. Rebecca is going to give us a recital, Rebecca Ray, and then after that, Andrew Park will come and read to us the Word of God. The Hebron Choir will sing, and then our brother Victor Gult will come and read the Word of God. That means I don't have to get up and down. When you get to my age, getting up and down out of the chair becomes more difficult, so that'll make it easier. But Rebecca, wherever Rebecca is, there she is. We have seen Rebecca grow uh, and grow in grace, and it's a joy always to listen to her play and to trust the Lord will bless her now as she plays to us. 
Our next scripture reading is taken from the book of Matthew, and a chapter 2, verses 1 to 6. Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, <clears throat> saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. When Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. And they said unto him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet. And thou, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, art thou not the least among the princes of Judah? For out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. Beautiful name. 
Our next reading is from Matthew chapter 2, verses 7 to 12. Then Herod, when he had privily called the wise men, inquired of them diligently what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the young child. And when you have found him, bring me word again, that I may come and worship him also. When they had heard the king, they departed. And lo, the star which they saw in the east, went before them, till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they were come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed into their own country another way. Amen. Thank you, Victor, for reading to us the word of God and a word of appreciation to all who have taken part tonight. Thank you for the time that you have given and for being with us this evening. And to all, we do sincerely thank you for taking part tonight. We bid you welcome in the Saviour's name to this our Christmas Day evening gospel service. We trust and pray that you've had a blessed day and that as we've come and gathered in the house of God tonight, that the Lord will continue to bless us around his precious word. We're very glad to have probably the youngest with us tonight. And little Bessie is down there and there's Granny and Granda just sitting smiling from ear to ear. And we're delighted that she's here and we trust and pray that the Lord will continue to bless her her parents and her family and trust that soon she'll come to know her parents saviour and trust in her parents God we bid you all welcome in the saviour's name and we trust and pray that as you've come to worship with us tonight if you're visiting that you'll specially know the Lord's presence here we'll briefly go through the announcements the midweek prayer meeting as announced this morning will be moved to Saturday evening do remember that, please, and we'll gather for the time of prayer at nine, the refreshments at ten, and the watch night service then will commence at 11 p.m. How soon another year comes to an end, and I trust that you'll gather with us uh, on Saturday evening as we say farewell to this year and welcome in a new year in the will of the Lord. Next Lord's Day, the early morning prayer meeting at 8 a.m., There'll be no Sunday school or Bible class, morning worship service at 12 noon, 
and the Reverend Parrot, Lord willing, will bring to us our motto text for 2023. Family night service at 7 p.m., preceded by a time of prayer at 6.30. And do remember our missionary weekend as it will commence on Friday the 6th through Saturday and the Lord's Day of the 7th and 8th of January. This is a highlight in this congregation. It's commenced many, many years ago by late Dr. Alan Cairns, and I trust that you'll continue to pray that the Lord will bless and that as those who come to minister God's word, to come to give reports, that the Lord will bless each one of them. We're looking forward to all those who will contribute, those of our own congregation and those who will visit us. We're particularly delighted that in the Lord's will, Dr. Bill Woods will be along on the Friday night. And we love this dear brother in the Lord, and we trust that the Lord will keep his hand upon him and that he'll be able to join us on that occasion. And do come, and you'll be blessed. Reverend John Wagner will be ministering God's word on the Saturday evening, and the Reverend Reggie Kimbo will be ministering God's word on the Sunday morning. And then on the Sunday evening, the brother Donald Fleming will be coming and reporting to us on the work in Ukraine. Do you remember the New Year breakfast for our Christian school on Saturday the 7th of January at 8.30am through to 12.30pm. If you want a good fry, and you can eat less during the week, and then you can have a good fry on the Saturday morning and come and encourage our staff and our parents and pupils at the school. We're going to sing together the hymn number 81, See in yonder manger low, born for us on earth below, see the Lamb of God appears, promised from eternal years.
good to see each and every one tonight and let me add my words of welcome to those who have come tonight, not just our own congregation, but those who may be visiting with us. We are delighted to see you. Uh, we have a few visitors with us this evening and some from Scotland. So welcome in the Savior's precious name. What a delight it is to have Bessie in the service, all dressed up in her little red outfit for Christmas Day. Mr. and Mrs. Hayburn, you're very welcome and your little one. It's always a joy to see the children so soon born brought to the house of God. We are glad to see our Ukrainian friends and we welcome them to the evening service tonight. Thank you for taking part, for singing, for reading the word. We think about you at this Christmas time when there's still so much happening back in Ukraine. You have family and friends there and you're separated by a great distance. A few have gone back to visit their families over the Christmas time and they'll be returning to Northern Ireland but to you we are glad to see you tonight may the Lord bless you if it is the, the mind of God we want to try and get together and have an informal night with our brethren and sisters just a little time of fellowship let them talk to us we'll have our interpreter there we had an interview with the local newspaper on Thursday and uh, it was a very good interview. There were things that I learned that I didn't know, uh, things that these folks had come through. And it might be good just to share them with us so we can pray for them and encourage them in the things of the Lord. I want to thank everyone for taking part tonight, our choirs and Rebecca for playing so, so well. And we trust that the Lord will bless everything that has been done tonight and use it all for his glory. I suppose when we think of Christmas time, there will be changes next year. Isn't that right, Lucy? Lucy's going to be married. And uh, there's a man coming to this church and kidnapping her and taking her away. And it's, it's good when people get married and they stay, uh, some people have to go. And she's becoming the wife of a pastor and she'll have to go and serve along with him. But she's still here tonight on Christmas Day with us. Trust the Lord will bless you, Lucy in the coming days. Scripture reading has been read tonight. Uh, I want to thank Andrew and Victor for reading from Matthew chapter 2 and verse 1 through to verse 12. And you know it's the story of the wise men and what I see here is tremendous faith. And that's what I wanted to talk to you tonight on this final Lord's Day of 2022. And on this Christmas Day, the tremendous faith of these wise men. We're living in a world of unbelief. I think we know that as we look around the earth today. It's an age of self-centeredness, materialism, and worldly ambition. And men live for themselves, and there is little or no thought of God. You could ask the question, when was the last time that you seriously thought about God? I know if you're a believer tonight, you're thinking about the Lord all the time. But you go out there today and you ask the people around you who live in this town and all the towns and cities of our country and ask them that question. When was the last time you thought seriously about God? And I reckon that the answer will be, well, we've not thought about him much at all. Here's what Jesus said about the, the spirit of the end times here upon earth. 
He said men shall be eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage. There's a couple of interpretations to that passage, as you know, but certainly one of them is reminding us life is going on as normal. People are living for the things of this earth, and they're not taken up with the things of God. Paul spoke about those who worshipped and served the creature more than the creator, and about those in the last days who would be lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. Peter foretold of scoffers walking after their own lusts. Brethren and sisters, this is the time that we're living in. These are no doubt the last of the last days when men have forgotten God and in their hearts they do not believe in him. They do not believe in God, not not the God of the Bible. They may have some God, but not the God of the revealed truth of his word. They do not believe in his word. They do not believe in his commandments. They break them every day. They do not believe in his righteous judgment. He's coming to judge the world one day. They do not believe in his miracles. They scoff at creation. When you tell them that God brought this whole universe into existence in six little days, they will mock that idea. They scoff at the flood that this world universally was destroyed in a global flood. They scoff at the ground swallowing up Korah and his people. They scoff at the fire and the brimstone that was rained upon the cities of the plain. They scoff at the miracles of Christ. They scoff at the person of Christ, his deity, his sinless perfection, his eternal existence, his virgin birth, and so on. And here's what the Bible has to say about the unbelieving. Revelation 21 and verse 8. Listen to this very, very carefully. If you're not a believer tonight, this verse is speaking about you in a coming day if you die the way you are. But the fearful and the unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. It is unbelief that will damn souls in hell for all of God's eternity. Men fail to believe in God. They fail to believe in Jesus Christ, his son, the cross work, the place where he died and shed his blood for our sin. They fail to believe in the need of a saviour, in the covering of the precious blood for their sin. And so they die in their sin and they're lost forever. But there are those who come to see their need and they feel their sin and they flee from the wrath of God and they trust in the Saviour. The Bible tells us about many great men and women of faith. Hebrews chapter 11 is the chapter that outlines the the heroes of the faith that lived in Old Testament days. And I want to direct your attention to these nameless men of Matthew chapter 2 who exercised, in my opinion, amazing faith in Jesus Christ. 
They came to trust in him when he was only an infant child. It's worthy of our consideration tonight. In fact, I find it most challenging. I'm speaking about wise men, these wise men, who came from the East. And Matthew is the only one to tell us about them. No other gospel writer tells us about these men. We do not hear anything more about them in the rest of biblical history. They were Gentiles, we know that. They were men of learning and wisdom. They were men of wealth and reputation. They were men who went to great lengths to seek the infant child. Their faith in him is outstanding and worthy of consideration. And the challenge is this. Have you believed in Christ? Have you trusted in the Savior? Have you sought him diligently as these wise men did? Let's think about the tremendous faith of the wise men. First of all, they believed when they had never seen Hebrews chapter 11, and I've mentioned this chapter of faith to you, and the opening verse gives us a definition of faith. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Jesus was not long born into this world. He's just a year or two at this particular time. These men had never set eyes upon him, They were led by the providence of God to Jerusalem to ask for Christ. And they came to Jerusalem, the capital city, the joy of the whole earth, the the city of the great king. For they assumed that that is where the king of the Jews would be born. And then they were redirected to Bethlehem and that's where they went. But here's the point. Up until the moment that they saw Christ in his home, In Bethlehem, they had never seen him, and yet they believed. Faith drove them on in their diligent search until they found him. There were those who did see Christ in the flesh. They heard him preach. They listened to his sermons. They watched his mighty miracles. They witnessed his deeds of mercy and love. They looked into his kind and his loving face They beheld the sufferings of Christ. They even watched him die. And yet they did not believe on him. They refused to accept him. They rejected him as savior. And they scorned the the Christ of God. These wise men believed without seeing. A little bit like us today. Only their faith was greater as we shall see. We have the, the full record of divine truth in the volume of the Holy Scriptures. And by faith we look back upon the coming of Christ and what he did. Yes, these physical eyes of ours have never seen him, but for many the eye of faith has. And by faith we have looked to Christ. And there's a special blessing for us. The Scripture says, blessed are they which have not seen and yet believed. And we have not seen with these eyes physically the Lord Jesus Christ, but we have believed. And the Bible says we are blessed indeed. Secondly, they believed and they set off on a long journey. 
It is not known who these wise men were. Their names are not given. We do not know how many wise men there were. We asked the children that question this morning. It was a kind of a trick question. Uh, Some of the songs speak about three wise men, and they base that really upon the three gifts that were given. But there were probably 11, 12 of them, maybe more, maybe less. We don't know how many there were. We're not exactly sure where they came from. We know that they came from the east. So maybe Arabia or Chaldea. Did they learn to expect Christ from the ten tribes who had been carried into captivity? Or from the prophecies of Daniel? We don't know. I suppose these things are not so important. Anyhow, if God wanted us to know these things, he would have told us. We do not know many things about them, but we do know they came from a distance to find Christ. It was a long, tedious, wearisome journey across deserts, in blistering sun, cold nights. We know little about such travel in this country or in the modern day, but I can tell you it was a very difficult journey for them all those years ago. It was a journey that took a considerable time, months. There were many dangers along the way. We think of the thieves and the robbers. We think of the wild animals and other dangers too. But they came. They came seeking the blessed Son of God who was born as a king. Their hearts were set on seeing him that was born king of the Jews. And they believed on him. And they never rested until they saw him. Bishop Jesse Rice said their history on earth may be as little known as that of Melchizedek and Jethro and Job, but their names are in the book of life, and they will be found with Christ in the day of his appearing. And that's all that matters. At the end of the day, that's all that matters. Doesn't matter who we are in society. Doesn't matter how affluent or how common we are. Doesn't matter our color, our class, or creed. All that matters is at the end of the day, we know Jesus Christ is our Savior. We seek Him earnestly, we seek Him diligently, we seek Him thoughtfully. What pains have you taken to seek the Lord? What pains have you taken to find out more about this wonderful Savior? I ask you that tonight. And then I ask you, have you taken any pains at all? Have you made any effort at all to find out the Lord Jesus Christ? Have you ever set your heart on finding him as these men did? Thirdly, they believed when the religious men did not. Now, you would think that the religious hierarchy of that day would have been the first to believe on Christ and the first to visit Christ when he was born. Even the slightest rumor that the Messiah had been born. You would think that these religious men would have have hastened to the place After all, Jesus was long promised all those centuries ago through the time of the Old Testament he had been promised. 
He had been long awaited for by the Jewish people. And he had been well announced. When we think of all that the Old Testament had to say about him, especially when it came to those direct prophecies of the Messiah coming into the world. There were people who should have known better. The religious men, like the scribes, the Pharisees, the lawyers, the doctors of divinity, they had the oracles of God. They knew the Bible. They were expert in the prophecies of divine truth. The prophets were clear about the Messiah, clear about the virgin birth, clear about the place of his birth, clear about the humble background that Jesus would come from. People like Nicodemus should have recognized who Christ was, especially when he had grown up into manhood and had begun his earthly ministry. Nicodemus was called a master in Israel. And yet he was walking in darkness until that day in John chapter 3 when he met the Savior. There were many people of that rank and standing, Jewish people, that should have known better, that should have believed. Alas, he came unto his own, and his own received him not. You know, my friends, there are people today that should know better. Those that have been brought up in our Christian homes, they've been taught from childhood the things of God. Those that live next door to gospel-preaching churches. You ever wonder about our neighbors that live so close to the church, live behind us in this large housing estate, up and down this road, right beside a gospel-preaching church? They should know. They have a place where they can come to and attend and listen to the Word of God. We think of those who have had the privilege of Sunday school, year after year, coming up through the classes, being taught in their classes in Sunday school. We think of those who have sat in gospel meetings, gospel missions, and they have been told the message by by faithful friends, the message of Christ. Some of you, it has to be said, are experts when it comes to knowledge. Some of you tonight, you have understanding. You know the Holy Scriptures that are able to make you wise unto salvation. You've been brought up well. You have the Bible in your home. Some of you have had a praying mother and father. Some of you have had a dear friend who has witnessed to you continually. Some of you have even felt the convictions of the Holy Spirit in your heart. But still you're not saved. Still you refuse to come and accept Christ as your Savior. There may be a knowledge of the truth in the head, but not the experience of grace in the heart. The wise men are going to rise up in the day of solemn judgment as witnesses against you. These men that knew very little. As I've said, many a few of the, pro- the, the prophecies of Daniel or learned a few things from, from the Jewish people that had remained in captivity in those eastern lands. And yet they sought out Christ. All the knowledge that you have, these men will rise up in judgment. I tell you something more. Sodom and Gomorrah will rise up in judgment one day against you. 
Sodom had no Bible. Sodom had no information about the God of heaven. Oh, Lot dwelt there for a little time, but it seems that he was silent in his witness. They didn't know, and they were destroyed. My friends, you know, you know, you have understanding in the things of Almighty God. And darkest Africa will rise up on the day of judgment against you. All the knowledge that you have. These men believed when the religious men did not. Fourthly, they believed when sinful men sought to destroy Christ. Of course, sinful men are still seeking to do the same today. They want to destroy Christianity. I was just reading a little article about one of the universities in England and they have advised their staff not to call this holiday time Christmas any longer. They are to call it the winter break and they they want to be more inclusive with all the religions of the world. Imagine in what might still be loosely termed a Christian nation and that's what our university staff is being told. That's what they're being taught as young people attending those university establishments. Men want to destroy Christianity. They want to tear in pieces anything to do with Christ and his salvation. They want to try and get rid of him in whatever way possible. Is that you tonight? Is that you? Herod was filled with envy and rage. When he heard the rumor that the king of the Jews was born, he thought that his position was under threat. He was troubled, the Bible says. He was afraid of losing his kingdom. And so he tried to have Jesus murdered in a most cruel act of genocide. History pages are forever etched with the grievous story of infant massacre that took place at the command of Herod. He became known as Herod the Great, not in his lifetime, but afterwards. But the only greatness about him was his wickedness. The lives of the wise men were in danger. But still they believed. They didn't care about the danger. They believed when sinful men sought to destroy Jesus. One final thought. They believed and they fell down and they worshipped him even though Jesus was but an infant. Can you imagine that act of faith? They followed the star to Bethlehem. They came to the house where Jesus was staying. They went in and they found the young infant child of a year or two And they fell down and they worshipped him as king. He was just a small child sitting on the knee of his mother and yet they believed. That took great faith. Someone has said this was the crowning point of their faith. They saw no miracles to convince them. They heard no teaching or preaching to persuade them. They beheld no signs and wonders to satisfy their curiosity. They saw nothing but an infant child, helpless and weak 
and needing a mother's care like any one of ourselves, and yet when their eyes fell on that little one, they believed that they saw the divine Savior of the world, and they fell down and worshipped him. Perhaps there is not an example better than this of great faith to be found anywhere in the history of the Bible. The wise men saw a little infant on the lap of a poor woman, and yet they worshipped him, and they confessed that he was the Christ. What about you tonight as we close this meeting? You have the Bible. You have the record of divine truth. You have the knowledge of the Savior that is contained in this book. You have the account of his entire life and his death. Not just a little snippet that these wise men had. You have it all. You have the whole revelation of God. It has been preached to you many, many times. You know, there's hundreds of things that you know that the wise men were never privy to. You've got, you've got light, you've got knowledge, you've got understanding, you have privileges that they never had. You not only know about his birth, and they knew about his birth, but you know about his ministry, you know about his miracles, you know about his parables, his teaching, his preaching. You know about his warnings, you know about his crucifixion and his death, you know about his resurrection. And you know about his coming again. And yet you still refuse to believe. You stay in your sin. One day you're going to die. And what then? What then? With all the understanding, with all the knowledge that you have acquired, much, much more than these wise men ever had. And you're still not saved. Do not be careless. Do not be unbelieving. But seek the Lord. This is the last Sabbath of the year on this Christmas day. And you're not saved. Is it not time to make it right with God? Is it not time to settle this matter once and for all that you are in Christ and you know the Savior? May the faith of the wise men challenge you and may you come in faith and put your confidence in the living Redeemer and know your sins forgiven. Let us pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word, the challenge of it, as we think of the amazing, tremendous faith of these wise men who had so little knowledge and yet they believed, who only saw an infant child on his mother's knee, and yet they believed. And Lord, you have given to us everything. We have the whole record of divine truth. You've given us gospel preaching. You've given us, Lord, faithful preachers, faithful family members, faithful witnesses all around. Oh, the light, the knowledge, the understanding. And yet there are still some among us and they've never believed. 
never believed to the saving of their souls. Lord, will you challenge them now in light of the faith of the wise men? And may they trust in thee, come to know thee on this Christmas day as we mark the moment when Christ came into the world to be the Savior of men. Lord, may they come to know that Savior for Jesus' sake. Amen. I'm going to sing about these men in the hymn 83, just as we close tonight. As with gladness men of old did the guiding star behold, as with joy they hailed its light, leading onward, beaming bright. So most gracious Lord, may we evermore be led to thee. May you be led to Christ tonight. May you come without delay. May you come this very moment for Jesus' sake. Father, again we thank you for today. Thank you for the coming of the Son of God into the world to be the Son of Man to save us. And Lord, we thank you for the meditation that we've had in your word this evening. We pray that you'll bless the gospel to the hearts of men and women that are here and those that are listening in tonight. And we pray that you will save to the uttermost all that come. May there be a seeking after Christ. 
May they take the example of the wise men and seek the Lord now and fall before him and worship him as Lord and Savior. Take us home in safety tonight. Keep your gracious hand upon us for the remainder of this Christmas time and this year for Jesus' sake. Amen. Amen.